Hello and welcome into another installment of the 60 Feet 6 Inches Podcast. I'm your host, Chris DeMui, former LSU pitcher. I was over there from uh, 95 to 98. And um, I just want to take a second to thank everybody for tuning in. If you're just now finding us on YouTube or via Twitter, I ask that you hit the like or the subscribe button as my plan is to preview SEC series, then do a wrap-up after the series is over, and then possibly do a midweek game review as well, just depending on the opponent and uh, the time with regards to content. So I want to be as consistent as possible, so I welcome all comments. You know, hit me up on Twitter, hit, hit us up on YouTube right there for 60 feet, 60 feet 6 inches pod. In terms of Twitter, right now you can find me at my personal Twitter account, which is at cdemui, that is C-D-E-M-O-U-Y. I will get the 60 feet 6 inches pod Twitter account up and rolling as well this weekend. So you'll find a link to that. I'll send it out on my personal account, then send a link uh, on the YouTube page as well underneath the description. But real quick, I just wanted to send out a, um, I do a quick Auburn preview since the games are happening tonight. So tonight, LSU, tonight is Thursday. LSU plays Auburn at 6 o'clock and Friday the game is at 6.30 and then Saturday they conclude the series at 1 o'clock. So I wanted to get out a quick preview looking at some head-to-head Auburn and LSU team statistics to see how the teams compare, then highlighting uh, some Auburn pitching that you need to watch out for and then specifically some of the hitters as well. And then another fun segment I will do at the end, I will do my predictions for the weekend and then a segment called uh, Get Right or Stay Right where I'll highlight pitchers or hitters from LSU who I think need to get right this weekend for them to be successful. And then on the flip side, those guys that are hot right now, I'm sure for those that have been following LSU baseball, everybody can think of that one hitter right now who needs to stay right. So um, so with that, let's just get going. In terms of the team by team comparison, I was really uh, assuming, not assuming, but hoping for a sweep this weekend, and I still am. But I didn't think Auburn was necessarily anything special. But doing a kind of a deep dive into some of their stats, Auburn's going to come into this series at 17 and 8 on the year. They are 3 and 3 in the SEC, just as LSU is. They dropped a home series to Ole Miss, two games to one. But then they went on the road and took a road series from the Aggies of Texas A&M, two games to one this past weekend. They did drop their midweek contest to Jacksonville State on Tuesday night. So they are coming in off a loss, whereas we know LSU pounded ULM on Tuesday, 15-4. So LSU comes into the series 3-3 three and three in the SEC and 18-7 and seven on the year and ranked in the top 25 in various polls while Auburn is not ranked. Some uh, interesting series notes. LSU has won the last four home series against Auburn, so they've really dominated them at Alex Box Stadium. Um, Auburn has not won a series at LSU since 2011, I believe. But one thing to note is that Auburn has been very good on the road this year. They are 6-2 and two away from Plainsman Park, and they, uh, they have won their last three series, three SEC series on the road as well. So they've been very good away from home. They opened up the year against some tough opponents in Globe Life Park in Arlington. They played um, Oklahoma, who LSU faced as well. They did beat Texas Tech who's a very good team, and they beat Kansas State as well. So they played some tough competition and uh, kind of had some ups and downs with some other series as well. So in terms of the team stats, it was a little surprising to me that how evenly the teams were matched in terms of batting average. Now this is all games, and this is the conference ranks. I, I don't think 
you can put too much stock into conference games only right now since each team's only on their third series. I think maybe when you get to the fifth series, then you can really look at conference only stats. But right now, this is just all games in terms of their team statistics. So Auburn is third in the conference in batting at 311. This is team batting. And then LSU is fifth in the conference in team batting at 301. So very close there. In terms of team ERA, LSU's fourth in the conference, Auburn's fifth. LSU at 3.46 for a team ERA, and Auburn has a 3.80 team ERA. In terms of runs scored, LSU is second in the conference, Auburn's fifth. Excuse me, Auburn is third. Hits and RBIs, in terms of conference ranks, uh, LSU and Auburn are neck and neck in, at, at that as well. So they really stack up very well in terms of batting average and overall hitting statistics. But one area that LSU does outpace Auburn is LSU is fourth in the conference in home runs at 39, while Auburn is ninth in the conference at 26. Auburn does strike out more. Their hitters do. Auburn does steal more. LSU is second to last in the conference in terms of steal attempts. That would be That is something I would like to see Coach Jay Johnson do a little more is get the running game going. But I can understand if, if – if you want to say, well, Chris, if, if we get the running game going and we can take the bats out of our guys' hands and we're going to run ourselves out of innings and with how, with how potent the LSU lineup is right now, I'm sure it'll just stick to that game plan and, and just kind of go um, station to station or just wait for guys to have bombs or balls in the gaps. But LSU does not run really at all. Um, this will be interesting for LSU fans. Auburn does lead the conference in wild pitches. So something to watch when uh, guys getting scoring position or especially late in the game, maybe they can throw us a gift with regards to their pitchers. So as you can see, very evenly matched teams in terms of statistics. Um, in terms of specific Auburn players, I think there are three key people that you really need to keep an eye on uh, this weekend as well. So hopefully at a tailgate or at the water cooler tomorrow, you can say, you know what, that 60 feet, 6 inches podcast just gave me the scoop. And I'm telling you, you need to watch out for these three guys right now. So when looking at the team sheet, I would imagine um, Coach Jay Johnson and pitching coach Jason Kelly. These are the three main guys I would highlight and have some serious discussions with with regards to the pitching. The first one is Sonny DiShiara. Or DiShiara. But we're going to say DiShiara. D-I-C-H-I-A-R-A. Who is a transfer from Samford. S-A-M-F-O-R-D. The school in Birmingham. Which is actually the same school that LSU catcher Tyler McManus came from. So hopefully Tyler is giving an advanced scouting report on DCR to the LSU coaching staff. But he is really kind of what makes this Auburn offense go. So he's a big guy. I would assume he's their first baseman. He's 6'1", 263. He actually leads Auburn in home runs at 7 this year. But more interesting, he is fourth in the country this year in batting average. So he's hitting 455 on the year. He leads the country in on-base percentage at 608. Also, for being such a big power hitter, he doesn't strike out. He has 23 walks on the season and only 10 strikeouts. So one, he has a very good eye on the plate. Two, he can put the ball out of the park. But three, he's getting on base at an astounding clip. I mean, he's leading the country, obviously. And I would assume he's going to hit in that three to four range. So he is somebody you have to uh, watch out for, obviously. We know LSU, Alec Box Stadium, can be a bandbox at times and the ball can fly out. I have no idea what the wind's going to do this weekend, but as I said in the last 60 feet, 6 inches pod, that solo home runs don't kill you, but if you have one or two guys on base and DCR comes up, uh, 
that's going to be a very interesting matchup for those pitchers on the mound. The other guy that fans should be leery of is Blake Rambush. So Blake has a 15-game hitting streak going on currently. I believe he is their leadoff hitter. He's hitting at a 394 clip, and he's tied for the lead on the team in stolen bases. So he is 5 for 9 in the stolen base category. So he is a JUCO transfer. And doing a little bit more digging, he had 33 stolen bases in JUCO last year. So he is somebody that looks to get on base. He's on base pretty frequently if he has a 15-game hitting streak. He hits for a high average, almost 400, and then when he gets on, he's going to look to run and really set the table for DeShiara, their big power hitter. And the next guy, it is my opinion that these guys probably hit one, two, three in the lineup with Rambush leading off. Then you have Kaysen Howe, who's their center fielder. So automatically, you know, he's going to be athletic and he can run. So Kaysen Howe is tied for the team leading doubles. He has 10. He also hits, uh, his batting average is 337. And then he is tied with Rambush for stolen bases. He's five for six on the year. So between those three guys, with Rambush, Kaysen Howe, and then the big power hitter in Sonny DiChiara. Those three guys are going to make Auburn go. And I think those three guys are the key to the weekend. We always talk in pitching meetings about getting the leadoff guy every inning. And I think that's going to be key for LSU's hitters, especially when you have somebody like Rambush with a 15-game hitting streak and they like to get on and run. And Malazzo's not healthy, so he's not going to be behind the plate. And it'll be interesting to see who Coach Jay Johnson starts behind the plate um, this weekend. But... Those You cannot let those three guys, maybe specifically just DCR, you cannot let him beat you this weekend. He can't be the sole source of their, their runs and their RBIs this weekend. Make somebody else down in the order beat you. And that leads into another point, too, is that uh, the starters this weekend are the relievers. When you have a chance to get guys in the bottom of that order out with two outs, you got to put them away. When you have two outs, you have seven, eight, nine hole up. You can't walk a guy, then give up a single, then all of a sudden you're looking at the top of the order again. The really heart of um, Auburn's offensive production. You just got to make sure that lineup doesn't roll over and just end any threat right there and do the job and really uh, buckle down with two outs in the bottom of the order. So, In terms of my keys for the weekend, oh, excuse me, I wanted to go back real quick, highlight uh, two known Auburn starters that we have. So on tonight, Thursday night, they're going to start junior left-handed pitcher Hayden Mullins. So he has three games started. He is 2-1. and one. He has a 3.52 ERA. Looks like he started all three, um, excuse me, started in the SEC every chance that he's gotten. 15 innings pitched. Not a crazy strike to walk out to walk ratio, but, uh, and he only has a batting average against of 212. So it looks like, obviously, he's left-handed. You know, he has the, it's going to be tough to run on him, and he does a good job of um, keeping the hits below the innings pitched. But I think the real highlight is going to be their Friday night starter. It is junior right-handed pitcher Trace Bright. So he is really the statistical leader for the pitching staff. He is a 2.23 ERA, 32 and a thirds innings pitched. He has 34 strikeouts and only 12 walks. So anytime you see somebody with more strikeouts than innings pitch, that's a good sign. Uh, you know, I mean, he's a, he's a good pitcher. He probably throws pretty hard and has a breaking ball. That's a strikeout pitch as well. But even more impressive, he only has a 197 batting average against. So those are the two starters that we know of. I think Bright is probably the established ace on that staff, and he'll be going Friday night against Malik Hill, uh, 
Oh my goodness. Again, I apologize, Mikhail Hilliard. So I apologize, Mikhail, for that. So you've been around long enough. I should know how to pronounce your name. So that's on me. But um, he'll be going up against Hilliard on Friday night. And then the other guy to watch out for, they do have a bona fide closer. I know it seemed like it's been a little bit of a revolving door at LSU this year on the back end of the games. And you would imagine Fontenot is probably the established closer for the LSU bullpen. But Auburn does have a guy on the back end of that staff, and his name is Blake Burkhalter. So he's 11 appearances on the year, 17 innings pitched, so he can go more than one inning. He has four saves already. So the interesting thing about him, in 17 innings pitched, he has 24 strikeouts and only one walk. So when you look at somebody that's going to come in in the eighth or ninth and look to close it out, the bad thing for LSU hitters is that he doesn't walk anybody. So he pretty much comes right at you, and he's got strikeout stuff with 17 innings pitched and 24 Ks. And his batting average against is only 175. So he's been pretty locked down early in the, or actually the halfway point of the year. So that's something to note for the fans that when Burkhalter comes in and they have a lead, it's been tough to score against him. So we'll see if those LSU hitters can muster something up late in the game if we do find ourselves behind uh, looking to rally right there. So that's really it in terms of the Auburn preview and the players to watch on their staff. I think for LSU, it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see, I guess, a couple of things. One, can the hitters stay consistent? They've been rolling lately, coming off that big series win in Florida where they were you know, playing wall ball and hitting doubles and hitting throughout the lineup. And they did the same thing against ULM, so can they stay consistent? And will you see... You know, those guys really um, take advantage and, and hit with power and get on base. And it seems like they're starting to gel at the right time coming into conference play. The other thing I want to see tonight is can Blake Money turn it around a little bit, get back to his early form, early consistent form of the year where he's going deep into the game. I would love to see Money be able to give LSU seven strong tonight. And then you can close it out with Fontenot, who should be ready to go. You have um, Gervais, who should be ready to go as well. But I think the tough one, if I had to guess, I think Friday night's going to be the tough game with Hilliard going against what I believe the ace of the Auburn staff is, is Bright. So I think Hilliard is a two-times-through-the-order guy, and you can turn it over. I think you'll really see um, that'll be a spot for Gervais to come in and pitch multiple innings, and then Cooper, Riley Cooper will be available, and I think um, Eric Razelman will be available coming off their midweek appearances as well. So I think Friday night's going to be the tough one. And then can those freshman pitchers – Dutton and Taylor reproduce what they were able to do at Florida. Can they stay consistent? It's great that they had success here, but can they come home and do it again to where Jay Johnson starts having more and more confidence in that combination of guys on Sunday? So the get right, stay right segment. So for me, I think the stay right has got to be Joe Bear. I mean, why would I pick against that guy? He is on absolute fire right now with five home runs in his last three games. So I'd love to see Joe Bear stay right from the pitching side of things. I want to see the bullpen just in general stay right, specifically Gervais, Fontenot, and then Cooper to build off that midweek outing. And then Grant, excuse me, Taylor threw five and a third on Sunday. So I'd like to see him stay right this Sunday as well. And then get right. I have Blake Money. I think it's a not a big start for him, but probably from a confidence standpoint, I think he wants to get off on a good foot. Um, this Thursday night and set the tone for the weekend. So I want to see Blake Money get right. And then hitting-wise, I would love to see Gio get right. I have a feeling he's going to click. He's going to have a big weekend. He's been in a little bit of a slump. So 
that'd be nice to see the LSU right fielder get right. My prediction is a series win for the Tigers. I'm going 2-1 with a tough game on Friday, and I think we uh, the Tigers pulling out on Sunday. Excuse me, Saturday. Man, I'm not used to these Thursday, Friday, Saturday series, so um, it's, it's odd to me. So LSU series win. Be back on Saturday or Sunday whenever I release that next 60 feet 6 inches podcast for a wrap-up of the LSU-Auburn series, which hopefully be a Tiger series victory. And the goal is always to go two for three every weekend. That's what we're looking at for, especially at home. And as uh, the smart people always said, you can't sweep unless you win on Friday. Well, Thursday in this case. So I did it again. Man, it's been a rough one. So I will I will hit y'all up with the link out on Twitter and then uh, publish this on the page and look forward to um, keeping this thing going. So thank you everybody for your comments and for those views. And we will touch base on Sunday. Thank y'all.